Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in for a new episode of the Swears and Does Hair podcast. And today we are doing a deep dive into Instagram and asking ourselves the question, what would I do if Instagram disappeared tomorrow? Now, back in October, we all kind of had a little bit of a glimpse of that oh shit moment. What would I do? Instagram was down for around 48 hours. It kind of intermittently came back. Uh, Facebook was having the same issue. And a lot of people freaked out because they realized they had put so much of their marketing into that Instagram basket. I always talk about how it's like putting all of your eggs in one basket. What happens if you trip? What happens if you drop that basket and all those eggs shatter? It's much better to diversify your marketing efforts for a lot of reasons. First and foremost, we don't own Instagram. Instagram is owned by Facebook. Facebook is now meta, and there's a whole lot of shit going on in Congress right now, and there's a whole lot of shit going on with Facebook, meta, whatever the fuck you want to call it at this point, around internet regulations. They're going through massive overhaul. They're going through rebranding. Uh, Back during the election, a lot of people left Facebook because they were going to a different platform. Whether you agree with that decision or not, whether you believe um, it was a good thing, bad thing, whatever, the fact of the matter is, is Facebook and therefore Instagram are not guaranteed to be around forever. And so if we are going to utilize those to market our business, we really have to make sure that they are in a supporting role rather than in a leading role. And that way, if something happens to Facebook, if something happens to Instagram, we are not screwed. We still have the ability to effectively market our business and use them Uh, to get more visibility and more eyes on our business and then use our website and all the other pieces of our marketing puzzle to really draw brides in and to get them to book with us for our uh, business. So today I want you to really think about how does your Instagram fit in and work alongside your website? How does it work alongside your reviews? How does it interact with your bride to drive them to your inbox? Are we really focusing on all of these different features in a strategic way? Or are we still relying on likes and engagement 
in order to entice brides to book with us. Because while Instagram should not be the entire puzzle, but only a important piece, we still want to make sure that we are breaking down everything that Instagram has to offer us and making sure that it's working seamlessly um, to get people from interested to trusting us, to inquiring with us, and that it's building the value. So Instagram um, is something that we can leverage, okay? So we can take that and we can say, all right, um, there's highlights. How can I take the highlights and make them work for my business? What value am I building within the highlights? How am I showcasing what I have to offer my brides? Because when you look at Instagram, there's a whole lot of pieces. It's not just you post something and you forget it, okay? There's so many little details and how it all works together. If you take a look through Instagram and you scroll, there's beautiful photos everywhere, but that is not what books brides for us. It's not just the quality of the photos. It's not just professional versus photos that you take yourself. The really successful uh, Instagram profiles are ones that utilize all of these features appropriately and they all work together. There's not just posting pretty stuff. That catches people's eye. But if your profile uh, and your feed and all of the other things really kind of fall flat and don't continue to build value and don't... um, entertain or inform or engage and build relationships for your business, people are just going to see pretty pictures and keep on scrolling. And if you're really starting to struggle with visibility, with getting likes, with getting people commenting or engaging or actually going and following you, uh, going to that link in your bio, it's more than just saying in your caption, go to the link in my bio, Uh, to inquire or send me a DM or send me an email, however it is that you direct people to contact you, to book with you. If you're not getting that, it's probably because all of these little pieces aren't working together. And then those pieces are also not working with everything else that you're doing on the back end. So I want to encourage you to take a look at what your strategy is for your Instagram and kind of be like, okay, each little piece, how does this work together within Instagram? And then how does that support the messaging on my website? How does that support the profiles that I have on The Knot or Wedding Wire or Zola or um, wherever else that you advertise your business? Is that information the same? Does everything look cohesive? Does it look like it still all belongs to the same company? Because the presence and the branding that you build, you want it to match seamlessly across all these platforms. You want people to land on your content, your photos, your website, your profiles, and be like, yes, I know exactly who that is. I know whose work that is. I know exactly who I'm speaking to because it all looks like it's the same company. Just because it's on a different platform doesn't mean that you have to have a different aesthetic. 
So it should all work together seamlessly visually, but also the information should support one another. Okay, so back to those highlights. What can you do for your highlights to help support it? Well, your highlights are kind of like a little um, website search bar. Think of it that way. Or uh, Pinterest. So Pinterest is actually one of the top search engines on the internet right now. So um, that's a, a topic for an entirely other day with utilizing Pinterest in order to drive traffic to your profiles and to your website and stuff. But uh, your highlights are kind of like a search bar or kind of like a visual representation of searching just like Pinterest is, okay? And so you know how you have boards on Pinterest and you can pin things to that board and it's a way of visually organizing your information. Think of your highlights very similarly to Pinterest boards. What information do you want to pin to that highlight to help support the message that your uh, website is going to have? So if you categorize things on your website like uh, updos, braids, half updos, etc., put those things into a highlight and that way when people are on your Instagram profile, they can quickly find, okay, these are going to be all photos of updos and they can quickly scroll through. Why is that important? Well, it's not just important for when people are looking to book you, but when they've already booked you, it's a quick and easy tool to have people pull out their phone at a trial and say, okay, go to the updos highlights on my profile. Let's go through some of these and maybe you'll find something that inspires you. And that way you're encouraging them to look and to draw inspiration from your actual work rather than sending them to Pinterest or having them just type in in the search bar in Instagram or Google or however people are looking for things. You're sending them to a highly targeted area of your Instagram. And then they're sitting there and they're going through a lot of those and they're actually looking at them, okay? Instagram is going to read that behavior and be like, oh, okay, so this person is taking the time to scroll through an entire category on this person's highlights. They must find their information valuable and they must like that person's content. So that way you're starting to build an additional relationship with inside the algorithm. Now, if you've taken a look at my Instagram profile recently, you may have noticed that I have changed a little bit of my bio. And I talk about how I teach people how to build their empire through relationship marketing. And Instagram is a fantastic platform to utilize to build relationships. But the core of the matter is not do these specific things on Instagram to grow your Instagram. It's utilize the tools that Instagram is giving you today in order to grow relationships. Relationships are what grow your business. The interactions that we have with people through conversations are what grows our business. 
it what it's what grows our trust factor okay the more conversations you can have with people even if it's just you know a quick reaction or a sentence here and there reaching out to people and engaging with them uh, responding to their stories uh, getting to know them uh, in their day-to-day life you're starting to build a relationship it's like walking past somebody at the grocery store and then giving you a little wave saying hey I see you so when you send quick reactions to people's stories it's like giving them a wave in the grocery store and saying hey I see you and then if you have a quick question or a quick comment um, on those stories it's like actually stopping them in the aisle and saying hey I really like your shirt today you're starting to build a relationship so it's not just about an algorithm hack because yes I can get into the whole technical side of why these types of things work in our favor from a computer AI standpoint but you want to focus on the human side of things okay we wanted to make sure that we are building a relationship that is non-salesy so if you have photographers that you work with on a styled shoot or on a wedding and you're like man they've said they really loved my work blah 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 they shared a post and yeah they tagged me but they're not referring people to me they're not helping me grow and build my business i challenge you to ask yourself well do i have a relationship with that person or do they just know who i am did they see me walking through the parking lot of the grocery store or do they take the time to give me a wave do they take the time to stop and say hey i like your shirt today or do you have an opinion on this wine to go with dinner or whatever kind of random conversation starter you might have with somebody at a grocery store think of it that way and then are you doing the same to them do you just walk watch them walk through the parking lot and ignore them and act like you don't see them yeah you might notice their t-shirt and think to them yourself you know oh that's a cute shirt and then not say anything to them relationship marketing online is very similar you don't have to be in the same room as them you don't have to actually see them in the grocery store or out and about town in order to build relationships with people inside your market you can do all of this online and Instagram and Facebook are tools that allow us to do that so if we're using these tools properly we're building relationships and then if Instagram goes away tomorrow we have that relationship and now it's just time to find a new tool in order to continue the conversation to continue to engage and to continue to build that relationship so when it comes to uh, talking to people online okay if you follow me on Instagram and if you don't yet take a second pause this pull up Instagram type in beauty biz biz collective and find me okay click that follow button I'll tell you what's gonna happen within a few hours you're gonna get a message from me your name is Sarah it's gonna say hey Sarah 
thanks so much for hitting that follow button. And then there's a little short paragraph that comes afterwards. Why? Because I understand the value of relationship marketing. I'm starting that relationship immediately. I'm recognizing you and saying, hey, thank you for following me. But I also want to say there was somebody yesterday, actually, I sent that automated message to, and it's not really automated. It's it's a little template and it's a quick reply. So I already have the whole thing, but it doesn't have the person's name. Most of the time people have their bio correct and somewhere it's easily accessible, the name of the person behind the profile, but she didn't. She didn't have it anywhere in her business name, anywhere in her profile. I actually had to click the link in her bio and search through her website. She didn't have a clear about me page because it was just her company name. And I had to really scroll through and I had to find and I figured out what her name was. And it was Meredith. And so Meredith, if you're listening, this is you that I'm kind of talking about here. But I went back. Okay. And so I hit my quick reply and then I went up to the very beginning before I hit send. And I said, Hey, Meredith, it had the rest of the text in there and I hit send. And a few minutes later, she sent me back and she was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. How did you know my name was Meredith? And I said, well, I had to go to your website and I had to find it. And she was like, Oh, she's like, I thought it was some cool little trick because it's not in my profile. I thought that there was a way to hack it, um, to find out what the person's name was because, but she goes, but you actually just went in there and did the work. And so I wanted to highlight that because that's really important for people to realize. People notice when you do the work, okay? She didn't have that in there. And yeah, she might've thought, well, maybe this person, you know, she's an online marketing guru. Maybe she's figured something out that I haven't. But I made sure to put into that conversation like, no, I, I went to your website and I actually took the time. I looked through all of her website, not just looking for her name, but also to get an idea of who she was and who her business was. And in my little paragraph, I offer to let people know um, if you have any specific questions when it comes to building or marketing your bridal business, please let me know. Because I want to know what they need for me. This is not just a, hey, thanks so much for following, here by my training, here go do this, here go do that, about me, 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 how can I have this relationship build my business? It's a given, it's a cake, okay? I want to know how can I help them? Because if I just start spamming them with links to my trainings or here, go listen to my podcast or here, make sure to um, check out my latest posts, et cetera, et cetera, that's all spammy shit, okay? Nobody responds well to that. I want to build relationships with my followers and say, okay, how can I help you? Do you struggle with Instagram? Okay, here's some pieces of information on my Instagram. I can direct you to quickly. And it's about serving their needs and it's about helping them versus, hey, here's this stuff that I've created. Interact with it to help build my engagement or maybe buy this training. And I'm not leaving it up to them to sit there and scroll through all of that information and possibly miss something that I think could really help um, their need at that time. So I'm using Instagram again as a tool 
to help grow my business because I am giving them access to the information. And I am saying, hey, I do have this training that's available. It is a paid training, but here, I just wanted to let you know about it. It does help solve your particular problem that you're having. But there's also a lot of free information as well that I can point them into that direction as well. Okay, so it does help grow my business, but more importantly, it helps to grow the relationship. So that way, down the line, two, three months from now, when I have a new training that specifically targets their topic, I can come back and say, hey, I know that you were really looking for um, information on how to utilize your Instagram, and it was something that you struggle with. I have a new co uh, course coming out in January called Visibility Factor. Here's where you can sign up for the waitlist, or here's more information about what that course is going to delve into. If you're interested, let me know if you have any additional questions. And that doesn't seem spammy to me, at, at, at least. And I think that most people would respond to that uh, very well. How can you take that and relate that now to your business? How can you take that tactic and say, okay, but I'm not selling courses and I'm not providing information. I'm not teaching anything to anybody. I just do hair and makeup. How can I use relationship marketing to build my business? By having conversations with people. By thinking about it of, well, if you see this person at the grocery store all the time, it might start out with a quick wave. It might start out with a compliment on their shirt. And then it may turn into a question of, hey, I see you in the wine section a lot. You seem like you really know what you're what you're talking about. Do you have a recommendation? I got to bring a bottle of wine for this party. Things like that. So you could take that and interact with people in their stories and interact with them on their posts, on their feeds. Don't just like and comment on the ones that you're tagged in where it has your brides. Then you're in it just for yourself and it's obvious you're in it just for yourself. But if you comment on their stories and say, hey, that's a really cool outfit. Where'd you get those shoes? Or, oh, that looks like fun where you are. Um, if you're, if they're, you know, at a new restaurant or if they're at a new coffee shop or something like that, people post a lot of behind the scenes of their daily lives. If you comment and interact with them and just ask questions or give feedback on the little things that are not business related, but about their life or, oh, that's so cute that your dog does that. I used to have a dog who did that too. Just have conversations with people, okay? Because it's going to do two things. First of all, again, it's going to go in with the algorithm and it's going to build up your relationship. Social media is meant to be social. Okay, the word is in there for a reason and the algorithm, okay, that computer AI is sitting there and it's analyzing every fucking thing you do. That is creepy, but it also works to your advantage, okay? It is saying, who do you view their stories? Who do you send quick reactions to? Who do you have conversations with? And the more that you interact with people, the more it's going to create a link between your two profiles. 
Now, if it's one-sided and you're just the one who's constantly commenting on their stuff, you're going to see more of their stuff. If they're not commenting back, they're not going to continue to see more of your stuff. But if you're actually engaging with them properly and focusing on building a relationship rather than the what's in it for me, let me grow my business side of things, they're going to naturally be drawn into a conversation and interact with you. And Instagram's going to go, oh, okay. They like their shit too. Cool. And they're going to start showing your things to that account. The more people see your stuff, the more that they remember you. There's a basic principle of advertising, and I learned this way back in college. I used to work for um, the Penny Saver, and it was like, I think it was like the New England Penny Saver or something like that. And I worked in the classified ads department, and it was my job to go and call people out of classifieds from other newspapers. So if you put an ad, because this is how old uh, I am and the way life used to work before the internet, uh, or before the internet really took over our lives, is if you were selling a car, you called your local newspaper and you put an ad saying, I have a 87 Volkswagen uh, Golf and uh, it's maroon and it has 120,000 miles on it. I'm selling it for two grand here's my phone number. And you put that little ad in and then people will call you and say, hey, I saw you're selling this car, whatever. That's how things used to work. Well, it was my job to call all those phone numbers and say, hey, you're not in our penny saver. We have a classified section too. We distribute to this many thousand people all in your area. The more people that see your ad, the more likely you are to get somebody to purchase it. Okay. And then I also worked in the real estate section of that. And it was my job to call realtors and say, hey, you have a house for sale. Uh, the more people continue to see your business, the more that they'll remember you, even if they're not ready to buy a house or they're not ready to sell a house. But if they're looking through stuff, because even when we're not shopping through a house, how many of you sit there on Zillow? Okay, I have to make promises to my husband here and there that I will I will stay off of Zillow for at least six months at a time after we get back from Florida and I will stop looking for houses in Florida because I want to move back so bad. All right, we all do it. People with the newspaper used to flip through and they'd take a look at that. They continue to see those things over time. So the basic principle of advertising is that people need to see your business at least eight times in order to even remember who the hell you are. There's a reason, like if you're watching Hulu, okay, you keep seeing the same fucking commercials over and over again because CEOs of these marketing companies, they understand it is a numbers game. The more they see you, the more likely they are to remember you. Okay, so eight times is the minimum. Where am I going with all this? Okay, I know sometimes it sounds like I kind of get off on a little bit of a tangent, but it's, I'm talking about, I'm getting down to like consistency. So if you want people to start referring weddings to you, okay, they have to really know and remember who you are. If you worked one wedding with them, no matter how much they loved the hair, no matter how much they loved the makeup, if they have no relationship with you, they're not going to refer you. They're not going to even 
remember you. They have a wedding every single weekend where they're meeting new hair and makeup people. Somebody could come in the next weekend and blow them away with their hair and makeup, build a relationship, and guess what? You've lost your opportunity for referrals because you have no relationship. So if they keep seeing your stuff through the Instagram algorithm, because you've spent the time on the back end to just have a fucking conversation with them, they're going to remember you and they're going to think about that. And so when they have a client, whether it's for a wedding, a boudoir session, family portraits, headshots, whatever, who is looking for somebody to do hair or makeup or both, they're going to go, oh yeah, that's right. Sue does that. And she's really nice. We have a conversation all the time. You should, you should contact her. And they're going to give your information to that person. And that is how you build a referral network based on relationships. Okay. And all it takes is a few minutes of having a conversation. You're not selling anything to them. You're just saying, hey, I'm taking an interest in your life. And it has to be genuine. It can't just be like, random bullshit. Like you do just send that fire emoji whenever they have a new post. Like, no, that's not going to build a relationship for you. You actually have to go in and you actually have to do the work. Just like Meredith said, I could have just sent a, you know, an auto responder when she said, when she sent to follow. Okay. Um, I could have just used that quick reply and not even personalized it. Or I could have just been like, well, I can't find your name anywhere. It's not in your, your bio and your profile. So I don't care. I'm just going to send the quick reply and not include your name. But I chose to do the work because I want to build a relationship with my followers so that I can understand how I can help them more. And you can do the exact same thing in your business. If there are going to be businesses that are going to be able to help you grow, you want to cultivate relationships with them. So that's going to be wedding planners. That's going to be venues. Um, that's going to be photographers. Help my friend Giselle. She has great relationships with florists and DJs. Okay. And they equally send as many referrals her way because she's built relationships with them, not by being spammy, not by asking, but by remembering them. And saying, okay, hey, Tammy, I keep seeing you at this venue. We both work here all the time. When Tammy shows up with flowers, Giselle stops what she's doing. And she goes over and she's like, hey, Tammy, how are you? Oh, I'm so excited to see you here at this wedding today. I know the flowers are going to be amazing. And she compliments her on the flowers because Tammy's flowers are amazing. I know who Tammy is too. and She works um, a lot of weddings with us. But the thing is, is it wasn't about what Giselle could get from Tammy she just had a genuine relationship and Tammy really and genuinely likes Giselle's work and she's an amazing hairstylist and makeup artist. So it became this natural thing that if somebody asked Giselle, oh yeah, I'm looking for a florist, who should I, you know, who should I look for? Giselle's going to recommend Tammy and vice versa because they have a relationship. Now, what else can you do? to utilize Instagram to help to grow your business that doesn't depend on Instagram being your marketing platform, okay? I've talked about relationships and through simple things like stories and highlights, how you can direct people to the information that you want. But if Instagram were to go away tomorrow, 
you now understand the concept of relationship marketing and why the relationship building is the key to growing your business and growing your authority in your marketplace and growing your referrals. It's not Instagram. It's relationships. Instagram is just the tool. What else? Your website. Your website, your website, your website. So if you go back to episodes, okay, I did episode number five about why your website is your most valuable piece of your marketing strategy, okay? And you can use Instagram as a tool to drive people to your website. Everybody has a link sticker now. Don't forget to use it. Now, if you're a member of my course, you'll have seen in your... uh, and your messages and your DMs on Instagram, me giving you a lot of feedback on how to utilize that link sticker. Because a lot of us didn't have 10,000 followers and we've forgotten about that tool and how incredibly valuable it is because we were like, oh, I don't have 10,000. I can't send people direct links. Yes, you can. You can send it now. Everybody has it. So don't forget to start using it. Send people to your website. Send people to your direct reviews platform, okay? So instead of just posting a story with a screenshot of a review and saying, hey, thanks so much so-and-so for leaving me this review, and then on the next one, putting something about, hey, I would love if you are a a recent bride of mine or a former bride of mine, if you haven't left me a review yet, go ahead and go to the knot and leave me a review or go to such and such place and leave me a review. That's only half the puzzle. You're now taking them and asking them to do a lot more work. And from our standpoint, it doesn't seem like, well, just Google it or just type in the knot and search for me. That's a lot more work. Somebody is way more likely to just click on the fucking link that you give them. And it takes them directly to their review profile directly to where they can type in their review. How much more likely do you think it would be if you gave somebody the tip thing to fill out, okay, the receipt, or if you made them walk up to the register and swipe it and print it and do that? It's what, five, 10 steps maybe swiping it and you get the paper, or they could bring that paper to you. It's much easier if you're literally handing people the thing that they need to do next. This is all you have to do. Sign here. Write the tip here. Okay. Um, When people, again, like with tips, the great uh, example of restaurants, utilizing, make it easy make it easy for people. They now put little things at the bottom saying, here's 15%, 18%, 20%, 25%. You don't even have to do the math. You can just be like, I want to give them an 18% tip. And they said 18% is $7.26. Perfect. I'm going to write $7.26 on the tip line. And then the only math I have to do is adding that together for my total. And sometimes they even give you what the total would be with the tip in there. They're making it easy for you. Otherwise, some people might just like $5, you know, or they might pull out their wallet and just throw five bucks in cash on there, not realizing, well, that's really not 
18%. I really wanted to give them a little bit more than that. That's more like, you know, five or 15% or, or whatever. You know, they're making it super easy for people to give them the response that they want. So if you want people to go and leave you a review on the knot, give them a fucking link to the knot, man. Like just you make it super fucking easy. It's really as simple as that. And then if you want them to copy and paste it to Wedding Wire, make your next highlight. Here, copy and paste your review to Wedding Wire. Here's the link. Super fucking easy. And then you know what you do? You follow it up with another one that says, you can also leave me a review on Google. Here's the link. And then if you are on Zola, you can leave me a review on Zola instead because not everybody is going to use the knot. Not everybody is going to use wedding wire. Not everybody is going to want to go ahead and leave it on Google. They might use Zola. And if you don't give them that option and you make them have to search for you, might not happen. But if they can scroll through and be like, oh, I used Zola. Okay, perfect. And they click the link. Boom. Now you have another review. Make things easy for people. Send them to specific pages on your website that support the message that you want them to have. We'll go back to episode five again and listen to where I talk about the guided buying journey. Okay, there's going to be different mindsets that people have when it comes to where they are with buying and booking their vendors. Okay, how likely are people at this stage of their wedding planning to sign a contract and pay a deposit? or a retainer, it should be called a retainer. But um, you wanna make sure that you have information targeted towards those people in that current mindset. So if you use Instagram as a tool to talk about something and say, okay, here's where your literal next step is you can send them to that literal next step on your website. You don't just have to send them to the homepage and hope they navigate things the way you want them to. Again, use that damn link sticker. Tell them where the fuck to go next. If you're talking about scheduling a trial, right? Even if it's people who've already booked with you. All right, so um, Blossom Beauty AR. Okay, that's Maggie. She's a member of my course. She talks a lot in her captions in her feed about if you're a spring bride, now is when you should be scheduling your trial. If you are getting married in the summer, now is when you should be scheduling your trial. Throughout the year, she's constantly giving people, hey, this is where you should be. This is what you should be doing right now. You can take that, you can share that to a story, put a link sticker. Here's the link to schedule your online appointment for your trial, if it's something that you utilize. If you're somebody who doesn't just do weddings, but does other salon appointments, share your feed post to your story. Give them a link where they can go ahead and they can immediately go and book an appointment. If you want somebody to fill out your contact form, send them to the page on your website that has the contact form. Now, don't spam people and use the link sticker way too much. Every story should not have a link sticker. You should be peppering your stories with 
personal behind the scenes stuff because you want to build relationships. You're not sharing your morning coffee because you want to share your morning coffee. There's no strategy behind that. But if you're a coffee lover and it's part of your branding, it is a really essential part of who you are and you want to connect with other people over the topic of coffee and build relationships, then share your cup of coffee with that intent, with that mindset of, I want to represent who I am and connect with like-minded people. Then you're going to attract the type of brides who also love coffee. And you might start conversations with them about coffee. And they remember that conversation. And who knows, you might show up on a wedding morning and they have your favorite cup sitting there and waiting for you. I've seen it happen before. And are you sitting there and saying, hey, here's my Starbucks order. So when I show up on your wedding day, have my favorite cup of coffee waiting for me? No, you're bonding with them over a shared love of something. And some people will take it that extra step depending on how well you've built up the relationship. Also, when it comes to your website, all right, it's going to have different um, different benefits to your business when it comes to that guided buying journey. If there are people who need um, that little bit of extra, okay, that little bit of extra reassurance, seeing something posted on your Instagram over and over and over again through your captions, through your stories, Um, through uh, your Instagram lives, if you're talking about those topics, and then they see it again on your website, it's going to click. Because again, it's that, you know, eight times to remember things. They're going to need to see that message multiple times before it really starts to stink in. Okay. So if you're putting these type of things into your captions, make sure that it's also there on your website. Or if it's something that's there on your website and you're struggling, well, what can I utilize in my Instagram to build value, to build um, trust, to, to get this message across to people? Find the stuff in your, your website. What message does your website give that you want to support? Do you have a specific cancellation clause? Um, do you have um, a COVID procedures? things like that. So that way, when they're going through all of your content on Instagram and then they go to your website, it's now reinforced. So the two really need to work together synergistically and strategically. Long gone are the days of throwing up a photo and saying, you know, beautiful blonde boho updo for Sharon this weekend. Congratulations, girl. That does nothing. You might as well not even use Instagram at that point. It doesn't do anything to support your business. It doesn't do anything to grow your business. You're not building a relationship. Shannon's long gone. Shannon's already had her wedding. It's By the time you're posting that photo, like her wedding was probably a couple of weeks ago at this point. You've already told her congratulations, hopefully, on her wedding day. Telling your congratulations in your caption afterwards doesn't do anything. People don't really see that and go, oh, I want to work with that person. And she says, congratulations in an Instagram caption six weeks after my wedding. Hmm. That really builds the trust. No, you have to build value. You have to utilize the tool because it could go away tomorrow. And so if you're just relying on pretty photos to build your business, 
Instagram might as well not even exist for you. So that's pretty much what I have to say regarding Instagram um, and how to make sure that you're utilizing it properly. Because if you're just kind of half-assing it and there's no strategy, Instagram might as well not really exist for you. If you're not linking it to your website, if you're not using it to build relationships, if you're not using it to highlight your reviews. And now if you follow me on Instagram, you can go back and you can see a reel where I, I talk about um, how to save your reviews from the knot. The knot is getting ready to go away. This is like literal support and proof for what I'm talking about. We don't own the knot. You could have spent years building those reviews if it's on a free account and you are not willing to pay a couple hundred dollars a month to keep that profile around. Sorry, say goodbye to those reviews. They're going away. You don't own those reviews. They're reviews for your business, but you don't own them. They're not on your platform. So everything that we're doing on Instagram, we also don't own that. But while we have it and while we have access to it, let's get the most out of it that we possibly can. And if you're not, it might as well not even exist. So uh, thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions or um, if you want to see some of this in action, I highly recommend following me on Instagram. Again, it's Beauty Biz, B-I-Z, Collective, okay? You can take a look and see how I use quick replies, all right? If it's more than a few sentences, chances are it's a quick reply, okay? I talk a lot inside my course, Next Level Bridal Business, about automations and templates. It is like the key to effectively running a business because the bigger you grow, the more demands on your time. And if you don't have a system of organization, if you don't have automations and you don't have templates in your business, you don't have enough hours in the day. And then now you have to cut into your profits to hire other people to do these things for you. Okay. So by understanding and utilizing systems and automations and how to organize your things, that is where you're going to be able to really scale and grow your business. It's not just how many likes, how many comments, how many followers you have on something like Instagram. That is not what determines your success. It's how you manage your time in the back end so that you can continue to grow and to scale without more demands on your time. So you can see exactly how I do all of this by following and interacting with me on Instagram. Okay, you can get real world uh, experience of how I put this into effect. Also, I have a ton of fucking information on there, like a ton of information. If you have questions about anything, send me a DM. Let me know and I'd be more than happy to point you in the direction of what resource I've created that already helps to answer your questions. Now, if it is uh, Instagram that you're struggling with, I talked at the very beginning, 46 minutes and 10 seconds ago, um, about a course that I'm launching in January called The Visibility Factor. That wasn't a fake little, you could say this kind of thing. No, it's real. I do have a course called Visibility Factor. It is launching in the middle of January. 
Uh, I have spent the last several months um, taking many courses myself um, and doing a deep dive into all of the different features inside of Instagram and using it to grow not only my business, but also how to use that to grow your business as well. I put it all into one uh, big course for you. It's a mini course because it's not as in-depth and involved as Next Level. Next Level is, you know, a 12-week program, nine different topics and modules that, you know, cover uh, a little bit on Instagram, but this is like a whole focus Instagram course. Uh, there are, there's like 15 different modules um, with every single little feature where I go into not only the technical side of how things work, and how it's all broken down and how to physically do it, but also the strategies behind it and how, uh, how that impacts the algorithm and help that helps to grow your business. So I talked a lot about like stories today. Okay. And, and using that in highlights, because once we put it into a highlight, it sticks around forever. All right. But if we just have it in stories, it's only around for 24 hours. So when it's a story, it's only working for us for 24 hours. When we take, and we put it into a highlight that works for us for forever. Okay. So what impact does stories and highlights have on the algorithm? Okay. So we're going to get the strategies behind that, but then how does that relate to your overall marketing and your relationship marketing? How does that affect your website? How does that build trust? So all of the strategies behind each individual feature of Instagram, that's what I go into inside the course between, you know, how to optimize your bio, your stories, your highlights, your feed, reels, videos, guides, tagging people, captions, hashtags, how to read your insights. Um, so there's so many different things that this course goes into. Um, and like I said, it la uh, launches in January. It's called Visibility Factor. If you click the link in my bio, you'll see a big pink button where it says um, join the wait list for Visibility Factor right there. Click. It takes two seconds. I make it super fucking easy for you. I follow my own advice very, very well. One click, you type in your name, your email address, and boom, you're on the wait list. As soon as it launches, um, you will be able to join. People on the wait list have an amazing um, opportunity to be one of the first people inside the course. The wait list is going to be closed at the first 100 people. That's it. After 100 people, um, I'm closing down the wait list and you won't get access to that bonus. Okay. You won't get access to any of the extra um, little special features or discounts that I have for you. All right. And for the launch in January, it's open only to 25 people. Okay. It's going to be a very small launch in January. Uh, I have something awesome coming out in March as well. Okay. And then when the summer comes around, then we'll do a full release of visibility factor. But for the first half of the year, only 25 people are going to be able to join me inside this program. So if Instagram is something that you are struggling with, if it is something that you need to understand the algorithm, how it works, what's the strategy behind stuff, this is absolutely the course for you. It was created with you in mind because having so many conversations with people um, in clarity calls and Zooms and Instagram DMs, all these places, 
this is what you guys are asking me for. This is what you guys are saying I need help with. So it was created entirely with your needs in mind. And that is how I'm using relationships to help grow my business because I'm not just saying, hey, this is what I think you need. This is what I think you want. I'm actually taking the time to have conversations and understand, no, this is what you actually need. This is what you want. This is what you need help with. I'm going to create that solution for you. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, connect with me on Instagram. Let's start those conversations. Please, let's start those relationships because I want to know exactly how I can help you to book more brides faster, easier, and with less effort through relationship marketing. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the daily inbox tasks needed to keep your bridal business running smoothly? Do you struggle to keep all your emails, files, contracts, and invoices organized and your brides on a schedule for payments and prep before the wedding day? Do you find it frustrating and time-consuming communicating with your bride's vendors and following up for photos or reviews? Well, then you need a CRM system, my friend. A client relationship management system will help save you hours of your time and grow your relationships with your brides and her vendors so that you can turn your past brides into the ultimate referral machine. HoneyBook is my preferred system and I have been using it for years. I'm sure you've heard of it by now as it's one of the top CRMs in the bridal industry today. Maybe you've tried it before but found the system for setting it up time-consuming or complicated. Well, I've got just the solution for you. I've created the perfect training to walk you through step-by-step how I set up my HoneyBook backend to keep me organized, optimized, and automated so that I'm saving so much time running my bridal hair and makeup business and seriously upgrading my client experience. Head to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash HoneyBook for information on how you can access this training as well as an amazing offer to get started with HoneyBook yourself. I'm even sharing my entire email series templates with you so you can not only wow your brides from first contact, but also get your HoneyBook up and running even faster. Use coupon code PODCAST at checkout and save 50% off the training for a limited time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.